And here we are. What a day in the world of cycling in the Criterium du Dauphiné. We're going to talk about stage four route and results. Chris Froome tumbles out of the race and into a premature vacation. Wout Van Aert gets his first World Tour win. We'll do some news from around the world of cycling, some things that make you go, hmm, and some winners and losers. So hang on. Look, people, big news in the world today. So the Dauphiné, eight stages uh, in France. It's the precursor to the tour. We've talked about this. Uh, we're doing basically stage by stage. Uh, today was the individual time trial, uh, 26.1 kilometers. So the riders go out and they they do a recon of the race. And, well, something happens. We'll get to that in a little bit. But the race itself, 26.1 kilometers uh, in Roanne to Roanne, it basically it looks like a squashed oval, uh, the route it is, and out and back. Um, Rayon, what is it known for? Well, they have a municipal museum there. It shines for its archaeology and decorative arts. I guess they have a big uh, Egyptian collection, funerary mass, steels, amulets, um, going all the way back to the fourth dynasty from around 4,500 years ago. So many of these were brought back by France by, to France by the museum's namesake, archaeologist Joseph de Chalette. Uh, Anyway, this little region, it's known for its food and its, and its museum. Go check it out sometime if you're in town. Um, otherwise, let's get to the race, the profile. Well, 26.1 kilometers. He ramps up to uh, the saint andre uh, um climb around 11 and a half kilometers, and then descends down. So the last you know, half of the race, a little more than a half of the race, is all downhill to flat uh, using the power. So you're going to get up and over the climb and then the climbers are going to maybe hopefully be within striking distance. And then you're going to see the power riders come through. Well, so what happens today? Wake up to the fact that, uh, prior to the race, uh, you know, all the big GC riders are looking for this This is one of their big time trials before the tour. And lo and behold, Chris Froome goes down and they kept talking about it in the race, uh, the section where he went down, evidently come around an area, they're hidden with trees and then there's comes out into the wind and he wrecked pretty horrendously, I guess. They ended up airlifting him out to the hospital. Uh, he had, r- the rumor is he had a broken femur and just heard uh, recently from Chris and Kurt that it also, I think he had a shoulder, uh, Froome fractured his elbow and ribs in addition to his femur. Yikes. So Chris uh, Froome, and we'll talk about this, but you know, obviously that's big news. He's out of the tour. Um, there's some other news that came out right today as well kind of about Ineos and his team and who was going to be leading that. So some some weird disarray, and we'll, we'll get into all that and how it plays out. But needless to say, Chris Froome didn't even get a race today. Um, he got a warm-up, and then he got a, a, an extreme cool-down. So how did the race play out? Well, first of all, how are we looking? Let's just recap yesterday's uh, the, the, the overall classification, general classification, GC after stage three. We had Dylan Toons of the Bahrain Merida team in the lead. Uh, second place was Guillaume Martin, three seconds back. Lutsenko at 20 from Astana. His teammate Jacob Fuglesang from Astana at 20 as well. Nairo Quintana at 24 seconds. Thibaut Pinot, Michael Woods, Chris Froome, Wout Poles, Adam Yates all at 24 and then you had some lesser knowns, Joubert at 49 seconds, uh, Bachman, Bardet, Van Garderen, Port, um, Daniels, Kreuzwick, all at the 55. Wout Vanner coming in 20th at one minute and 50 back. So 
what you have basically from there is who's going to be able to make the most up. So you're looking at Dumoulin's not even in there. So Dumoulin's a guy that you could at least come out. Um, we've talked about him. He's been injured, so he's kind of testing the waters. It'll be interesting to see how he does the time trial today, which we can talk about. He he does fairly well. Some of these other guys, though, um, we don't know. We don't know how Walt Vander goes in the time trial. Uh, some of these other ones, Chris Froome, obviously he's not in there, but we would have expected him to go well. So in the top 20, you have some people that Dylan Toons could probably hold himself close to the finish, we would expect for that. Uh, Martin Guillaume Martin, um, probably not. Mike Woods, probably not. Uh, Wout Poles should do well. Adam Yates would be a mystery. We'll see how he does. Bachman, TJ, Port, some of these other guys. Port, so Port's a guy that's been known as a time trialer. be interesting to see how he does. Well, let's get right to it. Froome, we just talked about him during the recon. He falls, breaks his leg. Is this career ending? How much time off the bike? Will he likely? Well, I sent this to my um, orthopedic surgeon, uh, Tony Booty, Dr. Tony Booty. Uh, he's a cyclist here in Northern California as well. And his response was, well, if it's, I said, hey, look, is this a career ender? Um, you know, and Part of what that is, is let's talk about the injury. But, you know, Froome's getting older. Um, he was going to go for his fifth Tour de France win. At some point, you are pushing his likelihood of being able to come back, you know, when you get injuries later on. Well, we had saw with uh, Valverde. He came back pretty strong and won the uh, World Championships jersey last year. Um, Quintana broke his leg a few years ago in the Tour, ended up recovering enough to battle out for, I think he got the win that year at the Vuelta. So oh, maybe he didn't. Maybe it was from either way. He was he was one and two up there at the Volta that year. So no, I think that's the year he beat um, he beat Froome uh, due to that one race, the really short race. Uh, we can confirm back. Maybe you can join in once your comments on that. Anyway, you would get an injury at some point in your career. Is it kind of putting you behind the eight ball to even uh, have that? Well, his his reaction is is if it's a femoral femoral neck could be six months or more for recovery if it's a femoral shaft he could be back on the bike four to six weeks like training the femur has so much muscle around it that it gets great blood supply and heals well you can walk on the femoral shaft fractures almost right away after they are fixed tibias are a little more iffy and then he questioned whether it was actually the femur or the pelvis because there were some rumors going around i think it was the femur actually but it sounds like chris had a, a pretty horrendous fall uh so it'll be interesting to see just kind of the, the fallout from that all right, so how the race was progressed, you had uh, Tom Dumoulin. He was expected to obviously rival Froome. Uh, Froome's out of the picture, so he was poised to hit the top step, which he did, and he was in. You know, he was one of the first big favorites to go out early in the day. Um, you know, he's got that nagging injury that he's still worried about. So is he full gung? I mean, is he full able to go full? I don't know. He's probably not up to his potential. But, you know, this is the Dauphiné. It's not quite the tour. A lot of these guys are kind of suspect as far as kind of where they're at. But you can still see, you know, if you're losing multiple minutes to some of these guys today, you should be worried. If you're a climber that that ends up doing really well in the time trial next to the the guys with all the, the horsepower, um, that's something to, you know, to to hold your hat on. Um, okay, so Tom holds the top step and it looks pretty good for him. But soon comes in Wout Vanner and Wout shreds the time, beating Dumoulin by 47 seconds. Uh, the only other rider to really surpass. Look, we're going to recap every rider's time trial here today. No, I'm just going to kind of go through gloss of what happened because uh, let's be honest, the time trial can be quite boring unless you have some real. Uh, maybe a climbing time trial, those are a little bit more fun, but for the most part, it's not, it doesn't set up great for uh, spectators. So I'm not going to recap every rider's um, take here, but 
Dumoulin's in the hot seat. Van Garderen comes across the line. Uh, I'm sorry, Wout Van Ert comes across the line, shreds his time. Then TJ is the only other person, the American TJ of EGF Education First, is the only other one to even surpass uh, Dumoulin. He uh, clocks in 31 seconds off of Van Ert. Gets, um, you know, pretty impressive for him. So Wout's race was really something to behold. But I wonder how it would have held up to uh, like a two-legged Froome or even a full two-legged uh, Dumoulin because... If when you see TJ being able to surpass Dumoulin, you know that Dumoulin, like TJ can time trial, that's for sure, but he's not going to be in that quite that category. Um, so if Doom, if he's beating Dumoulin, either he's coming in super fit and ready, but then he wouldn't even have held better a little bit on stage what, one or two there when, uh, when the climbing hit. With that said, when he's able to overtake Dumoulin, you know Dumoulin's probably not at his peak. Um, if Froome would have been there, you're probably looking at Froome being able to contest against Wout. Well, Wout ends up taking the win. Nothing to, to demean him on that. I just don't think that the competition was quite up to what you would expect. And maybe you're looking at, you know, look if, at the tour, right? Either way, he gets his first win. That's pretty impressive. Uh, TJ's down to Dumoulin by 16 seconds, or beats Dumoulin by 16 seconds. And so the biggest question of all this is, how would Matthew Vanderpool have fared? Did you know he's a cross racer, much like uh, Walt Van Ert? Okay, so the results on the day. Walt Van Ert gets the first place, uh, second place, TJ Van Garderen, 31 seconds back. Dumoulin, 47. Steven Kreiswick gets fourth, which was, we'll just walk through some of these impressive rides and bad ones. Kreiswick, uh, 49 seconds. So I think that was really impressive for him. Emmanuel Bachman, 51 seconds. Yates comes in at 56 seconds. He ends up inheriting the overall because Dylan Toyne's clocks in here, 14th place at 124. I think he missed it by four seconds. So some of these other guys that had decent times, Richie Port, um, 119 back, Fuglesang, 107, uh, Julian Alaphilippe, who's not really in the overall right now, but 59 seconds. And Nielsen Palace, all the way down there, 25th place at 145. So pretty good for him to think about taking off 45 seconds to, he was only a minute behind uh, Dumoulin. So suddenly, but you know, that's how you do these things. You say, oh, Dumoulin's not at his best. So maybe you don't credit Watt with the overall victory. But then you have someone down the ladder going, hey, I'm only a minute behind Dumoulin. That's pretty impressive. Okay, it it is, and and I like to see uh, Nielsen do well. I mean, you can look at some other people. Alex Dalsitz right around him, same time. Then you got you know Walt Poles was right around there too. Um, so who got some wins and who got some losses? Because in the time trial, you're always gonna have people that kind of impress, see people that shred others on the time, which we saw, and then other ones that actually just uh, you know get shred, uh, pushed out into oblivion today, explode. Uh, so the winners on the day, I'm looking at um, obviously Wout, but. For the GC, well, even Wout on the GC, I guess you'd put him up there as well. But TJ, uh, Kreuzwick, Bachman, Yates, uh, possibly Toynes would be able to stay up there. I mean, that was pretty good for him. Only four seconds back, put in a good time. Uh, really impressed by Bachman and Yates and Kreuzwick, the three guys that can really climb well and were able to to put themselves into the overall. TJ, um, is he setting himself up for just an, an enormous exploding uh, downfall later in the week because that's kind of what we see out of him. So uh, nice that you're being able to mix the waters up there with those guys for a little while. But we'll, you know, um, show me, show me what you can do, and then we'll we'll see about it. Uh, some losers on the day, <clears throat> no real big losers, but Nairo Quintana uh, lost some time. Port Bardet, 
The biggest ones probably, though, were Woods and the Martins, both Martins, Dan and Guillaume. Guillaume, especially, I think he was three-something. <clears throat> you know, there was one point I'm watching, and Thibaut Pinot, they're watching, they're, they're the announcers, uh, uh, and he's saying, oh, man, he's looking really fast. And right when they did that, they put the split up, and he's like a minute 50 back. He did not look fast to me today. He looked like he was really moving around, situated on his seat. Uh, uncomfortable rider in general who did look really smooth was wow wow banner uh, what do you expect um we'll talk a little bit more about that in just a little bit so woods so we need to have the overall gc here now adam yates is in first place four seconds over dylan toins um tj van garderen in third at six seconds back fogel saying is seven kroiswick fifth place at 24 Thibaut Pinot, he's still up there in 25 seconds. Um, so actually, it wasn't a bad time trial for him today. Uh, Bachman, 26 seconds back. Wout Banner up to ninth place uh, at 30 seconds. And right there, uh, just 10 seconds ahead of uh, Nairo Quintana. Richie Port at 54. Dan Martin, 113. Bardet, 127. Mike Woods all the way down to 143. Uh, Guillaume Martin, 159. Alberto Badiel and Gilbert uh, down 19 and 20 around two minutes back. So, look, Woods, man, you've got to you've got to step it up because now the, the thing we talked about with the Giro with uh, Mikel Landa saying, hey, if I could time trial better, I'd be the team leader and it wouldn't be a problem here. Well, you're going to have some problems with Woods when he starts to really fire well on the mountains. But if you're letting, you know, TJ is going to be up there a minute plus and he's actually near the overall lead. We saw this at, at the Tour of California. I mean, they, they they suffer. They do everything they can for TJ, and yet their own, the, I'm trying to remember the, the, the kid's name, uh, ends up being the one that you're actually looking for for the overall. And this whole time, you're backing the wrong pony. So, well, it'll be interesting to see what kind of comes about with that. But you have a smattering of guys all within you know 30 seconds here down to eight, nine uh, places back, including Quintana at 40 seconds. So, you know, look, Richie Port, 54, I'm really kind of, I don't know if I should say shocked by that, but, um, you know, he's the guy that he won the Tour Swiss last year. He could time trial well. Uh, He came into the Tour really good. He hasn't had a great season this so so far. So maybe this is just following up on his actual season. Uh, Let's talk about some cycling news and a few little things before we step out here for today team Ineos uh, said they will be backing Froome in his bid for the Tour de France now this story came out uh, before the news obviously the accident today uh, but they were going to back him for his win number five this year whoops um, how do you think Thomas feels about that um, probably not very secure about it uh, that's if that, were, <laughs> so if he was going into the race and the team is saying they're backing him and, you know, Froome had just not won last year, he was on the podium, but you had Thomas who, who ended up winning and now the team is not going to back you. That's, uh, it's got to put you in a weird spot. Now you are the reluctant, um, leader of the team and the team said, Oh, by the way, we're going to back someone else. Oh, I mean, we hope you do well too. So that's might be some, but look, he's a, he's a pro. I don't know what that's going to do to his mentality. Uh, maybe it, it, good for Brailsford for coming out and saying all that, but don't you wish you could have, you know, just waited another day or two before you gave that interview and then you wouldn't have had to say it. Uh, so what about Bernal? You got, I mean, you, the team Ineos is full of these riders and now with Froome kind of the injury and we'll see how much, you know, maybe that'll really impact the, uh, the Vuelta. The Vuelta could be an interesting one again this year. 
um, if Froome comes back, because he's going to want to do something. He, he skipped the Giro. Now he's skipping the, the Tour. So eh, that should be um, setting us for fun. Which, <laughs> is Bernal going to be the leader then at the Vuelta? Or maybe they bring Bernal in for the Tour. Uh, and is Froome now going to be the leader at the Vuelta? Is Bernal the leader at the Vuelta? Ah, love it. All these uh, in-team fighting in this drama. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. All right, Team Jumbo Visma, they had some bikes stolen at the, the Dauphiné. Well, they had one bike stolen, uh, Leif, Leonard Hosta, a domestique. It was 90 minutes before the start of Stage 3, and his bike just got picked off at the top of the car. The mechanic was moving one car, came back, and found it missing. Um, imagine if that had been the team leader's bike. That would have been pretty devastating. You know, they talked about some, the report I read about uh, some other bikes being stolen um, earlier this year. And then uh, Dan Martin, uh, he and uh, he's with another rider and their bikes, uh, something happened with them. He even had one time where I think he crashed and a, a spectator stole his Garmin. So there's some, there's a, you know, look, if you want souvenirs, um, I get it. But what are you going to do with, actually it was just uh, Lotto Jumbo. I think they had a bike stolen earlier this year uh, and they ended up getting it back. It was set aside somewhere because someone's basically like it's, it's so unique. It's going to be hard to sell. I'm sure you can sell it in Eastern Europe somewhere, though. But um, okay, viewer, listener, mailbag. Don't have any, so continue to uh, to give us some feedback if you would like. How about some things that make you go? Hmm. Well, today I'm going to do one. I'm channeling Kurt. Kurt's been texting about this uh, Wout issue, and he's like, uh, cross riding. Hey, um, maybe it's the key to Wout's individual time trial success. His, his text to me was, mentally, as a solo sport, I wonder if cross is a better preparation tool for individual time trials than road racing. I don't know. Probably so. I mean, if you're often TTing and you're, you're kind of doing those solo efforts, I imagine that would kind of give you that advantage so that 30 minute effort that 30 plus minute effort that uh, Wout did today is not unlike it because it, you're, it's just like it's a cross race except you don't have the mud you don't have the dismounts um you don't have any of the the, the weird little corners um uh, no barriers i mean i guess if they had left room out there they would have had to, to to skip around him, but he wasn't in the road still, so no barriers there. So I don't know, maybe maybe that, or maybe just strong guys or strong guys, could be that too. So maybe this will be the new cross. Is the new um, hey? Did you know Roglic is a ski jumper? That's why he's able to descend those corners so well. Or this guy really goes downhill well because he used to do mountain biking, and now it's going to be you know, or he doesn't wreck because he's a mountain biker. Well, this guy. Um, he's got amazing skills because he was a cross racer. Well, actually, we did see that. I think was it Vanderpool or maybe it was Wow. It was in some of these early season classics where he should have gone down, and I don't know how he didn't when he was able to save it. And maybe that was due to <laughs> the fact that he was a cross racer. But now we can time trial, so good for him. Uh, okay, winners and losers. Okay, how do you not go with Wow Vanner for a winner for today? I mean. That was an amazing ride. He's in the, uh, he won the stage today. He got his world tour win. Um, he's in the green jersey for the sprinter. He's in the white jersey for the best young rider. Um, he's top 10, 15 for the overall. And he just destroyed all these guys on his, on the time trial. I mean, that's, that's life. And you just got picked for the Tour de France. Life is good for you right now. Wout Vennert. Congratulations. And also, he's not on a douchey team, so he's got that going for him, too. Uh, losers, I'm going to have to say Chris Froome and all his fans. Although, 
you know, maybe maybe the haters as well. I mean, look, this article that Brailsford came out, we are missing a great drama opportunity for Team Ineos in the tour. Chris and G. Thomas both going for the win. I mean, you know, you're going to have this infighting. These are the kind of things that, look, I love the, the dramatic in-team fighting stuff. If it's not your favorite writer or, you know, look, look back to 1986 with Greg LeMond and, you know, okay. That looks stressful. Um, as a as a Lamont fan, you're not you're not looking you're not liking that. Um, Wiggins Froome battle though a few years ago that was pretty good. Partly because their wives started going at it on Twitter. That was awesome. Uh, then you've got uh, Lance Contador escapade of 2009. That, the, all, <laughs> I guess that team was split completely. Uh, Contador is disobeying orders, going up the road. What are you going to do? Because he's in the overall lead. And then uh, Douchey Lance gets all mad about it. So, and you know, Douchey Contador for that matter too. I mean, are you one of those guys? They're both they've both been suspended for uh, for some sort of drug offense, right? Is there a, is there a winner in that battle? Maybe if you're Spanish, you you think the, there's one winner. If you're American, you think there's another. All right, tomorrow we have another stage on tap for us. Um, let's get to see what that is actually going to look like for what do we have? stage five of the Daphne stage five. Bion sur Leguan, Leon to Viron. I, I look. I, I know my my pronunciations are usually right on par, so these are uh, once again looking good. This one goes. We're just gonna head due uh, east. So they've been up in that south central portion, moving further and further over towards the mountains. And uh, this is another one of those. So two hundred and one kilometers tomorrow. You've got four cat four climbs all coming in within the first hundred kilometers and then there's a sprint and there's some jagged stuff so even though there's no categorized climbs for the last 100k it doesn't look necessarily easy about 180 or so it kind of just drops off on the uh, elevation i mean only 400 meters or so uh, and then there's does to be look i mean look there's a profile i wouldn't say it's a kick up but it's a gradual a uh, little more uphill to the finish probably in the last 10k uh, probably more of something that's going to sap the legs, but not something for the climbers to take on. So I would suspect you're going to see a sprinter. You're not going to see Greipel. You may see another Sam Bennett. You're probably going to see Wout with a win here if the breakaway doesn't stay away. That's my pick. Wout Vanner for the win if a breakaway doesn't stay away. And then, you know, Friday, <sighs> Friday we at least have two, four, six, eight categorized climbs. Got some twos. Uh, Three twos, three fours, and a three, two threes in there. So that's going to be a little more climby day. Uh, but Saturday is really Saturday and Sunday are really the days to show it off with some HC climbings in it. All right, there's the OVO Women's Tour uh, in Britain. I'm not sure, but I haven't followed any of that. And I do know that the cycling podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm pointing out another podcast. I mean, let's be real. They, they've got a huge audience. They have been doing their updates daily on that. So I would suggest if you wanted to follow along, maybe you check that out. And maybe we'll do a full recap of that race uh, as it comes to an end. All right. This has been uh, episode 126 of the Between Two Wheels podcast. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we'll try to keep doing these uh, this week. Um, check us out on Stitcher, iTunes, Podbeam, wherever our podcasts are found, Between Two Wheels podcast YouTube channel. I'm trying to put up overlays of the 
uh, route profile, some some results, so you can get a better look at that. Also, check us out on our Facebook page under the Between Two Wheels podcast. And hopefully soon we'll get back in here with Chris and Kurt. Otherwise, everyone, enjoy your day. Thank you for tuning in.